Hi, this is Joel Rosenberg in Washington, D.C. with the fourth of our podcast series. I want to bring you up to date on the latest developments in Syria and in Egypt. Uh, things have taken a very dark turn in both of those uh, countries in the Middle East, and as we focus on what's happening in the epicenter, we obviously need to uh, understand uh, what's happening in both Syria and Egypt. Let's start with Syria, because this is where the breaking news is uh, today and in, in, in the last few days. Uh, there are uh, Things have taken a very dark turn in Damascus. Um, six months after an alleged poison gas attack, uh, UN chemical weapons inspectors have finally arrived in Syria this week. Interestingly, Time magazine asked whether they were on a fool's errand, uh, too little, too late. Uh, how are they going to be able to determine whether there were chemical weapons attacks six months ago if they're only arriving now? However, uh, now there are widespread reports uh, of a much larger chemical weapons attack uh, allegedly by the Assad uh, regime against rebel forces near Damascus. Um, and these attacks may have come in the last few days, possibly in the last 24 hours. Uh, the Reuters news service is reporting that upwards of 200 people have been killed. This includes women and children. A, a British newspaper puts the number of dead at 650. The Associated Press is actually reporting uh, based on rebel sources. So, okay, so we have to watch that to see if it's really accurate. But nevertheless, the Associated Press went with the story that as many as 1,100 Syrians have been killed uh, in these alleged chemical weapons attacks. Now, the Assad regime has denied that any chemical weapons have been used, uh, and I. But but this. But given the fact that we're uh, most Western governments, including the United States government, uh, was able to do enough testing and enough analysis uh, to believe that the that the chemical weapons were in fact used um, uh, late last year, early this year. Now we're in a situation where uh, there is a higher degree of, of, of likelihood that these are, in fact, chemical weapons uh, attacks. Uh, look, we pray that they are not. We pray that uh, this is a hoax or a scam, but um, it is being widely reported. Um, the British government has said that they will bring this issue now to the United Nations Security Council. Uh, you'll recall that uh, President Obama declared the use of chemical weapons in Syria a red line, meaning if, in fact, uh, a major chemical weapons attack was made um, and, and verified, this would invite American uh, military response inside Syria. Now, uh, these events are moving quickly now. We'll have to see, first, if it's verified, and second, um, what the... A White House uh, decides to do about it. It's interesting, in separate news, but I think potentially related, uh, the Israeli government has deployed a new Iron Dome rocket missile defense system in central Israel in what's called the Sharon Valley. Uh, they did this uh, in the last 24 hours. Uh, it does raise the question for me whether the Israeli government is becoming concerned uh, that the Assad regime could launch chemical attacks on Israel. Um, it, that's not necessarily the case. Um, Israel has other 
uh, weapon systems that could shoot down um, uh, is, uh, Syrian ballistic missiles. Uh, the Iron Dome system is more specifically used for rocket attacks, and those tend to come from Gaza. So this system may be designed uh, out of concern uh, uh, the Iron Dome system being positioned in the Sharon Valley in central Israel uh, may be based on a separate Israeli concern that uh, Palestinian terrorists in Gaza uh, may have longer-range rockets than previously known. That's the latest uh, situation in Syria. More than 100,000 people have been killed uh, already in the last 18 months or so in Syria. So the situation is very serious. Uh, please join with me in praying for peace and stability in Syria. Uh, it's been a horrific civil war. There doesn't seem to be any evidence that it's getting better. Um, in fact, if in, if in fact the Assad regime is using chemical weapons now in a larger scale, it would suggest that the Assad regime uh, is losing confidence in its ability to defeat the rebels using conventional means. And this uh, bodes ill for the process there. Um, again, as you know, um, there are prophecies in Isaiah 17 and Jeremiah 49 that Damascus is utterly destroyed uh, in a judgment by God uh, in the last days. We can't know yet whether we are approaching such a situation, but it is a, just a horrific, uh, an ugly and tragic situation that's unfolding in Syria. And, um, and, and if this is true, if chemical weapons have been used, if there are hundreds, possibly more than a thousand people dead in Syria because of chemical weapons, this could set into motion a whole series of other events, including military attacks by the West uh, and, uh, and, 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 and then the Assad regime potentially thinking that all bets are off, it should use these chemical weapons uh, or lose them. So um, we need to be praying. Uh, for the people who have been suffering in Syria, uh, obviously the victims and their families of these horrific attacks, we need to pray for the Christians in, uh, in Syria, that they would be brave and that they would boldly stand for Christ and, 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 and communicate the good news to people, that, that, uh, that there is good news. We can have forgiveness and, and, and forgiveness of our sins and, uh, and a personal relationship with God and assurance of eternal salvation through Jesus Christ, uh, and people in Syria experiencing only bad news um, would you know, desperately need to hear that there is good news. That's the situation in Syria at the moment. Let's turn for a moment to the situation in Egypt. Uh, the situation has been getting worse. Violence uh, in Egypt has been intensifying in recent weeks. Uh, to the point now where there are more than 700 people have been killed in, in about the last week or so. Um, yeah, this is a basically a battle right now between the Egyptian military, which is trying to crush the Muslim Brotherhood, and it's a battle against the Muslim Brotherhood, which is trying to um, uh, inflict uh, casualties and pain on the Egyptian military. In, in the hopes of eventually overthrowing the military's uh, uh, control and 
and the Muslim Brotherhood rising back to power. Now, the Egyptian military has is obviously better armed and is stronger than the Muslim Brotherhood, um, but the Brotherhood's uh, the theory. Uh, I can't speak to what's inside the minds of the Muslim Brotherhood leaders right now, those that have not been arrested yet, because many of them have. But generally, from an outside perspective, um, the concern by many uh, analysts of Egypt is that the Muslim Brotherhood is going to try to set into motion an insurgency, uh, either a civil war uh, scenario, uh, rebels fighting against the government um, in, a, in a situation akin to what's happening in Syria, or create an insurgency that that is patterned more on the situation that we saw in Iraq a number of years ago, where you just have killings and attacks and terrorist attacks against government facilities and um, military posts and even civilians that just happen again and again and again and again uh, to try to um, cause people to lose confidence in the Egyptian government. Um, this is uh, now this is the battle between the Egyptian military and the Muslim Brotherhood um, radicals. What's uh, tragic on top of that is in, in the middle of their battle where hundreds of, of, of uh, Egyptian soldiers have been killed and hundreds of Muslim Brotherhood activists and leaders have been killed and many more arrested. On top of that, the Muslim Brotherhood has decided to attack uh, Christian churches. Um, the Coptic Church is the Orthodox uh, historic church in Egypt. It dates back to the first century uh, some of the first Christians um, being found in Egypt um, uh, soon after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in Israel. And uh, the, the population of Egypt is roughly uh, 80 million people. Roughly 10%, approximately 10% of that population are uh, not Muslims. They describe themselves as Christians. Most of those are Coptic Christians. And um, now we're hearing stories, uh, uh, reports all throughout Egypt that uh, Christian churches have been attacked, have been looted, many of them have been burned. Uh, the latest report I have seen is that upwards of 40 uh, churches in Egypt have been attacked uh, and some of them outright destroyed. And um, this is uh, another cause for uh, in, uh, immediate uh, prayer for stability generally throughout the Egyptian society that things would calm down, they would uh, settle down, there would be a sense of calm and, 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 and stability throughout Egyptian society, uh, that the Muslim Brotherhood would not be um, able to launch a series of attacks, and that the Egyptian military would be uh, as restrained as possible, uh, certainly in defeating the Muslim Brotherhood, but not allowing those uh, those uh, their efforts to expand and influence uh, and affect uh, innocent civilians. Uh, so we need to be praying for peace and stability inside Egypt. We need to be praying for the persecuted church there. We also need to be praying for wisdom for Western leaders, world leaders, as they seek to figure out how to um, help, uh, if, if possible, inside Egypt. 
um, one of the big questions that uh, is being asked here in Washington, D.C. right now is what should the American government do? Um, there are obviously uh, television images of people being killed in the streets uh, in this battle between the Egyptian military and the Muslim Brotherhood. This is leading uh, many congressmen and senators to believe that, uh, that the United States should, should cut off uh, our aid, uh, military and economic assistance, to Egypt. Uh, there, is, there is a case for that, clearly. Um, we don't want to see this violence continue. However, a number of, uh, of analysts and leaders are beginning to ask the question, uh, they're saying, not so fast, nobody wants to see violence in Egypt, but the Egyptian military is trying to defend the country um, from the Muslim Brotherhood. As you recall, uh, you know, the, you know, 22 million uh, Egyptians signed petitions to get rid of Mohammed Morsi and the Muslim Brotherhood from power. And uh, right now, you know, wide swaths, of, certainly a majority of Egyptians want the Muslim Brotherhood gone. They were fearing where the Brotherhood was taking the country, imposing Sharia law and threatening uh, jihad and, and against other countries and so forth. So while it's understandable to want to... Um, you know, denounce the violence that the, that the Egyptian military is using to crush the Muslim Brotherhood. The question is, it's, uh, you know, some analysts, including a Wall Street Journal um, uh, columnist, Brett Stevens, uh, this week wrote a very thought-provoking column, which I commend to your attention. I have it posted on the blog. I mean, he essentially argues that it's time for the U.S. government to be crystal clear. Is the U.S. on the side of the Egyptian military? Uh, to defeat radical Islam, restore some sense of law and order, and protect minority groups like the Coptic Christians? Or is the U.S. on the side of the Muslim Brotherhood, which seeks to impose radical Islam, uh, establish Sharia law, and spread the Islamic revolution? And uh, Mr. Stevens argues that senators and congressmen and uh, others who are calling for cutting off U.S. aid to the Egyptian military are effectively supporting the Brotherhood. Uh, in, in other words, if, if, you, if you undermine the Egyptian military's ability and, and, uh, and, and moral authority, in a sense, to, def to defeat this radical Islamic force that Egyptians do not want, then aren't you, in effect, supporting the Brotherhood? And would that really be the right policy? Um, and uh, so I commend that uh, column to you. It, it's, again, posted on, uh, on my uh, blog. You can go to joelrosenberg.com and click to the blog and see that story there. Uh, and I, uh, I quote the key elements of it, and then I have a link to the, to the entire story. Uh, it's a difficult situation, but I have to say that um, I am, uh, I'm, I'm deeply concerned about the level of violence that's going on in Egypt, and I am concerned that the Egyptian military is um, potentially overreaching at times, uh, that it is, it is um, potentially not being disciplined about focusing just on the Muslim Brotherhood and that we're seeing collateral damage and, and, uh, and innocent civilians being um, uh, caught up in this violence. But I also think that the Muslim Brotherhood needs to be stopped. They are 
one of the original radical Muslim groups in the Middle East. Um, they have a policy now of attacking and uh, destroying Christian churches and attacking Christians throughout Egypt. The Egyptian Christian population is, is scared, understandably so. And, uh, and of course, ultimately, the radical Muslims uh, in the Muslim Brotherhood not only want to take over Egypt, but they, uh, as Sunni radicals, want to bring down uh, other regimes in other countries. Uh, they want to surround Israel and ultimately wipe Israel off the map. And they may very well choose to join an alliance at some point with the radical Shia Muslims in Iran and Lebanon. So this is a very, very dangerous and difficult situation. In a future uh, uh, podcast, I will... Uh, do what I'm being asked by a number of people to do, which is to analyze uh, the situation in Egypt uh, from the perspective of Bible prophecy. Um, but for now, um, uh, I just wanted to give you an update on what's happening in Syria and Egypt. I hope that's helpful. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this podcast. I'm Joel Rosenberg in Washington, D.C.